0: Jesus did not come to die.
1: Wait, what? Hello, and welcome back to Zach's Fact Shack, where we talk about all kinds of weird, wacky, random, and crazy things. Today, I want to talk about. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna refute a claim made by a TikTok Christian. Uh, that I, I just, I can't let what he's saying stand. You heard a little bit of that at the very top of the the show. So today I want to talk about that. Before we do that, I want to remind everybody to like, subscribe, comment, share the podcast. You can find me pretty much anywhere that is going to be on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, but you can find me on, uh, anchor.fm forward slash Zach's fact check. That's where you can reach out to me. You can get with me on Whether you have, maybe you have some ideas, some topics, some questions, whatever that is, you can reach out to me there. That's where I'm going to have the chance, the best chance for you to hear, uh, for me to hear from you guys. That's a really good place to go. You can also find me on Twitter, also at Zach's Fact Shack, super easy to find. You'll be able to get me there. I would love to hear from you guys with some topics, questions, maybe even some corrections. You know, I don't know everything, but I do like to learn. So I mean I would be open for you to talk with me and let me know what you found. Before we go any further, I want to thank you guys again. It's been awesome doing this and to be able to see um what you are enjoying and be able to see the analytics on how, how you're interacting with stuff. The the podcast has been growing rather quickly here lately. Um hopefully that will keep doing it. I again I'm asking you guys to share it with your friends, get people interested. Let me know what you are enjoying about the podcast, what you think you want to, what you would want me to change about the podcast. I would love to hear from you guys. I'm always looking to make this better. And if you're not enjoying it, you know, I'm not doing it right. So let me know. Now let's go get going forward with this. All right. So here's where we're at. I don't know if you use the app TikTok or not, but it is quite an addictive app. You can get on there and curate these short little videos to what you want to watch. Um, It is very good at putting in front of you what you want to see and what would interest you and what would keep you stuck to your screen. Um, Very effective at making you come back to the app. But one of the users on this app goes by the name of Reverend Brandon Robertson. I don't know if that's his actual name or just his handle, Um, but it doesn't really matter. That's what we're going to go with. We're going to call him Brandon Um, That's what we're going to go off of. But he makes the claim in this audio I'm going to play for you guys. He he makes some interesting claims. Listen listen to this.
0: Jesus did not come to die. This theology is antithetical to the gospel accounts of Jesus' life and ministry. During Jesus' ministry, he became aware of the fact that he would likely die because his message was in direct opposition to the Roman Empire. And what happened when you opposed Caesar? Caesar kills you. But God did not need Jesus to die. God did not need a blood sacrifice to forgive the sins of the world. On the cross, Jesus revealed the sin of humanity. Humanity kills those who preach love and grace and peace. Humanity kills those who call us out of our greed into the path of self-giving love. That's what the cross revealed. That's where salvation lies. It does not lie in Jesus' blood appeasing the wrath of an angry God. That is heretical theology. Jesus died because his message was so offensive to the powers and principalities of this world. And it's still offensive to this day, but he didn't have to die.
1: Okay. So there is a lot in that video to unpack and it's going to take me a little bit of time, but bear with me. His first statement is simply, it's the simplest. Jesus did not have to die. It kind of left me speechless whenever I first heard the audio. In fact, I, I've had to go back and listen to it multiple times just to grasp the, uh, honestly, the insanity of the statements. They this Brandon claims to be a believer, um, and his handle calls him a reverend, so I'm guessing he also is a, pastor of some kind, or at least claims that moniker could be simply a TikTok pastor. I I don't know for sure. But what I do know is that scripture plainly tells that not only did Jesus come to die, he had to die for the sins of the world. In fact, the first thing is Christ died to cancel our debts. In Colossians 2, 13 and 14, it says, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Jesus' purpose for dying was to take away the debt, the sin debt, that we as humans have incurred against God. We have rebelled. We have sinned. We have made a mockery of God. And yet he still sent his one and only son to die for us to cancel our debts. That's one. Two, Christ died to rescue humanity. So John three sixteen through 17 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus also died to rescue humanity, to cancel our debts and rescue us from our own darkness. Christ died to demonstrate God's love. You see, in Romans 5, 6 through 8, this is what The scripture says, you see, at just the right time, when you were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And the last point here, I want to tie all this together and make it make sense. The last one here. Is Christ died to conquer death, our final enemy. Romans 6, 8 through 9 says, Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. So what we know is that Jesus had four reasons for for coming To the world, living a perfect life, and dying. He had four reasons. It was to cancel our debts, to rescue humanity, to demonstrate God's love, and to conquer death. That sure sounds to me a lot like a planned thing. I don't see in these scriptures where Jesus was going to do all kinds of wonderful, amazing things, and was going to live a long and happy life and have kids and get married, whatever, that's not in this. There's nowhere in those scriptures talking about that. In fact, it says that Jesus came for four reasons. In death, he had four things that he was going to do. He absolutely came to this earth to die. And not just because, not just to die, but because he had to die for our sins so that he could cancel our debts. We had no ability to rescue ourselves out of our own muck and mire, our own despair, our own hopelessness. We didn't have that option. So God came to earth as fully man, fully God, lived a perfect sinless life, died on a cross, rose again three days later, and then went back to heaven. And we as believers follow his teaching, understanding that we by ourselves have no hope of salvation except through the death and resurrection of Jesus, who has conquered death, who has conquered sin, and has canceled our debts. is why Jesus came. He didn't come to enlighten the world on how we can live our best life now. He didn't come to tell us how to live the next sexual perversion. He didn't come to tell us anything other than he is God, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to God except through him. That's what he came for. He came to make a bridge between us and God that we had destroyed. He came to build that bridge and to give us a choice to obey and follow him and to do what we could not do ourselves. So, yes. Jesus absolutely came to die. That was his express purpose because he knew that no one else could do what he had to do. No one else was going to live a perfect life and be able to sacrifice themselves and pay the penalty of sin that they did not themselves earn. Jesus did not earn the penalty of death, but he took the penalty of death so that we could have his reward of life. Now, all the scripture that I have referenced here is from the apostles and from the followers of Jesus. So maybe Brandon would argue that that's not what Jesus said. That's all post change. It's all all after the fact that they wrote all that. And that's fine. Maybe, maybe that's what you think, but let's look at what Jesus himself says. Because the, the thing is, is that Jesus actually, in the synoptic gospels, so that would be Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus predicted his death three times because he knew his death had to happen to make atonements for the, sin, for the world's sins. Jesus knew he had to die. In fact, at one point after the trans... Uh, uh, let me make sure I get this right. At one point, Peter, after hearing Jesus say that he was going to be handed over to the chief priests and Pharisees to be killed, Peter rebuked Jesus and said he would never let that happen. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Because what Jesus knew is that he had to be arrested. He had to be taken and he had to die. And nothing was going to distract from that, not even the loving attempt of Peter. Peter was a firebrand. He was a strong-headed person, but I guarantee you he loved Jesus and he wanted what he thought was best. And I, on the other side of the cross, before the cross happens, there is no way that anybody would think it was a good idea for Jesus to be arrested and die. That's not how you have a, expanding teaching. That's not what happens, right? You do not have your, your leader murdered on a cross by the government and have a successful rebrand. That doesn't happen. So Peter's there thinking in a worldly manner and saying, no, you can't. No, I will not let that happen. You have a good message that should be heard by everybody. You can't be killed. You have to be alive. You the, the heat's getting to you, Jesus. That there's no way that that's what you meant. And Jesus, I can almost see him yelling at him, "Get behind me, Satan!" Not because Jesus was hated Peter, but because Jesus knew of what he had to do, and I'm sure in his human form did not want to do. In fact we know that in the Garden of Gethsemane that that is exactly the case, that Jesus did not want to die. In fact, he had to pray repeatedly, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus knew what had to happen, but he did not want to do what had to happen. I can just imagine, can you imagine sitting there and you're trying to you're trying to sit there and say, God, I am going to obey you. I am going to do what you said. I know it's going to hurt, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then your best friend comes and says something along the lines of, nah, that's not what God meant. Let's do this instead. Are you? You're already teetering on not wanting to do it anyway. Why in the world would you end up doing it after that? Jesus knew that at this moment, Satan was using Peter to distract him because Jesus had one purpose and that was to go to the cross and that was to die for my and your sin. Yet no, Jesus absolutely came to die and had to die. Another thing that, Brandon ended up saying was that God did not need Jesus to die, that there was no need for a blood sacrifice to for God to forgive the sins of the world. But I think that scripture says the exact opposite of that. No matter how you want to twist scripture, that is not what it says. It clearly says the opposite. In fact, in Hebrews 9, scripture says this, He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves. This is referring to Jesus. But he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. The blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleansing us from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God for this reason. Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. Here's the thing, guys. There's absolutely a requirement for a blood sacrifice to cover our sins. And Jesus knew that. Jesus' purpose here was to die, to cancel our debts, and to rescue us from darkness, to demonstrate God's love, and to conquer death. That's what Jesus came to do. That's why he was here. There is nothing else you can twist it to. You can't change it. You can't turn it. You can't move it. That is reality. You have to ignore what scripture says to believe otherwise. And the only reason that I can find for Brandon to desire to twist scripture so violently is because he is under the impression that God does not condemn sin, that God does not punish sin, and that there is no final destination for those who reject God. There is no eternal banishment from God's presence known as hell. And I'm here to tell you that that's just not the case. Jesus talked more about hell than anything else because he understood the reality of the separation from God. And in fact, whenever he came to the cross and he felt God turned his back on him. He cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because for the first time in eternity, he was separated from his father. He knows what the separation of hell is. He understands the cost of sin. He understands what was required. We stand here in our lives today and we think, that the temptation that we have to fight against and push against is, it's overwhelming. It's too much. We just, we're going to fall to it today. C.S. Lewis said that only the man who does not fall to temptation knows the true strength of the temptation. I'm here to tell you that Jesus knew the full, unfettered, unstopped onslaught. Of temptation because he never fell. I know that all of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know that one pet sin that you always go back to. We all have it. We all struggle with it. We all run away from it as much as we can. But there comes that day when we say, I, I can't do it. I can't run away from this. It's just too much. And we give in. We all understand that temptation grows and grows and grows. That's why the scripture says to flee, to run, get out of there, change locations, do everything you can to run. It says that the scripture also says that in your temptation that God will provide a way out. He understands what terrible stuff we're made out of. He understands our weaknesses because he's lived with those weaknesses. He has lived with the temptation to lust. He has lived with the temptation to lie. He has lived with the temptation to be selfish, to be greedy, to hate. And he did not fail. He was the perfect sacrifice. And scripture says that he entered the Holy of Holies, not by the blood of goats or calves, but by his own blood, his perfect blood, his sinless blood. And he gained redemption for all. That is why Jesus came to the earth. Not to make us feel better about our new cliched desire for the next fad of whatever. Not for us to feel empowered in our own desires and wants. Jesus did not come for us to continue in our sin. Jesus came to show us the darkness that we were living in and to give us a way out of that darkness through his death, burial, and resurrection. And anyone who says otherwise is selling you a bill of goods. That is not the reality of what scripture says. Now, I don't know what Brandon's real relationship with God is. I don't know. I don't know him personally. I've never met him, never even spoken to him. I just came across this video and I had to respond to what he was saying. And what I know is this. He needs to reread scripture with an open mind. He needs to take in what the scripture says, not what he wants it to say. He needs to read the scriptures again and rethink his position because it's not correct. It's not there. Brandon, if you ever hear this, and I I don't imagine that you will, but if you ever did, know that I love you, and I wish the best for you, and that's why I'm rebuking this, because I want you to have the best, not because of anything else, in all honesty, but because I see a weakness and a flaw that I think you need and are able to correct, and I think you need to, so that you continue in a right relationship with God. That's what needs to happen. And I'm not sitting here trying to condemn you or push anything on you. I don't want you to think that I am somehow holier than you, right? That's not my claim. I have my own sins. I have my own failures. I am sitting here knowing exactly who I am and not hiding anything but I don't want you to continue in a delusion that is just not based in reality. And I hope and I pray that you will re-examine your opinions here and that you will come to a corrected conclusion that not only did Jesus come to die, that he had to die because we were unable to break the chains of sin and death on our own. Guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. I really enjoyed this episode. I hope you did too. I hope you find it insightful and educational and that it will open your eyes to some things that are going on and maybe some things that you thought that were incorrect. Maybe you have something that you would like to add. Reach out to me. Again, you can reach out to me at anchor.fm. You can reach out to me at, on Twitter at Zach's Fact Shack. Let me know what you think. But until then... I will see you next Tuesday for more weird and wacky information from Zach's Fact Shack. This is Zach, your host. I'll see you next time.